Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. I am quite excited today. We have not been on for two months as of today. We are seriously revamping Listen Give. We're really excited. We have had this show broadcasted from London, Alaska, France, and now Japan. This time, instead of me being away, Mr. Logan is away, and he's in Japan. So we're going to find out a lot about Japan. So this week's show will be a conversation of Listen Give Soundbite between myself, Gail Davis, over in New York, and Logan on tour in Japan. So without further ado, let's bring on Mr. Logan. Mr. Logan, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. I am so excited, Jay, to have you on today from Japan. And just to let our audience members know, we will be doing this show from Japan for the next several weeks. We are revamping what's going to give like you will never never seen, and I'm really excited about it. So, Jay, you know, um, our show is on for a half an hour today. Let's get right into everything. And um, so what's Japan been like? Let's start out with that. What's Japan been like for you out there? Well, first of all, um, it was a long flight. Uh, the flight was uh, uh, maybe 12, 13 hours. The last three hours were kind of the longest hours. But once I landed in Tokyo, it was it was just exciting, and it just was like a different world. And the food changed on the plane to where, you know, you start off, you were eating American food. Then by the time we got closer to Tokyo, um, they brought a different meal out, and everybody had chopsticks. And um, I met some beautiful Japanese people on the plane, and they were just offering me offering me things like gum and different pieces of uh, food and, you know, just being very nice, um, very nice people, um, very sharing and caring people, and uh, very respectful people. So I really, really, really uh, saw a whole different culture than where I came from. You know, like in America, you know, people are just kind of, they're good, but they're just kind of blah, you know. They don't know you, they don't speak, and you know how us Americans are, you know. We kind of stick to ourselves. But the Japanese culture, they're really helpful, and uh, that's that was great. Once we got off the plane, it was almost be like being in a fantasy land, like uh, a paradise. Um, uh, everybody was so nice and helpful. Um so many documents you have to sign when you get off the plane. You know, when me and you went to France, you know, there were documents, but Japan is really protected, and there's so much that you have to do in immigration, and so many papers you have to sign and fill out before they allow you in their country. Well, you know, speaking of that, Jay, um, you know, I know in most countries we're only, re- you know, required to have our passports. Are you required to have a visa in Japan? Yes. You're, you're, you are required to have that. If you're a tourist, you could stay for two weeks or whatever. But if you want to come over here and do any type of uh, making any kind of money, you are required to have a visa, or they will they have the visa police, and they will definitely find you and uh, kick you out. 
Really? So you must. So if you're. So this is what this would be for our audience members to know what you're speaking of. This would be a work visa. Yes. Um, okay. Those visas can run run any in between five to uh, eight hundred dollars a month. Really? So yeah. So you actually, for any work that one would do in Japan, one would need to uh, pay. You're saying the equivalent of. Uh, Five to eight hundred U.S. dollars. Yes. Wow, yes. and you're paying that uh, to the country itself. It, correct. So, James, just so our audience members would know this, in case they want to do some work in Japan, does that mean that they have to pay it? Are they required to pay it at the airport up front if they know they're going to be there for two months of stay working? Are they required to pay that much up front? You're required to pay it before the month that you're working. So, yes, I would say you would be required. If you're going to work in, let's say, July, you should have it paid before July, the month previous. So, yes, you are required to have all that in place no. because they can deny your visa. They have to uh, – have the, the, you have, they really check you out. You know, we're so close to Korea and all these other communist countries that they're really, really strict over here. So let's ask you another question, Jay, so that our audience members will be prepared if they ever decide to work, work in, in Japan as well. So if you have to have it, let's say you're already there as you are and you've paid for your month of July, okay, where would one go to pay? Let's say they haven't paid for August. Where would they go to pay for August? Would they go to their local embassy? Well, you usually are assigned the embassy or you are assigned a visa agent. That visa agent will... Um, um, step you and walk you through where your payments will go. Um, I had an agent, and the agent handles everything, and they will be assigned to you, and you would pay the agent, and the agent will uh, make sure that your visa is, uh, you acquire the visa for that working month. Oh, okay. So now, um, in, in your case, were you, so our audiences will know, were you set up ahead of time with all the months that you would be working there? Yes, because I, I know I'm going to be here for um, – you, you have to tell them how many months you're going to be here. So when you apply, uh, you, uh, you, you, you're pretty much announcing that you're going to be working here with three, five, seven, eight months. I think it's okay. a cutoff time where you only can work so long and you have to reapply for the extra five or six months. So I think they might give you wow. six months at a time. So, Jay, lot of being, out, being out there, do you miss being home? Um. Hmm. Well, you know what? It depends. You know, if you um always on the run, sure. But since I've been at home for quite a while, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, with that said, let's get right. We're going to take our audience right into, you know, Jay and I are going to discuss some of the differences, you know, um, between Japan and and our society here. You know, being that I also have, you know, access and knowledge of Japanese customs and ways. So we're going to get into a little conversation about that. You know, one of the things is the youth over there, Jay. You know what I mean? We were talking about that in the last few days, you know, how the youth differ from over here and there. So can you, you know, one of the things is we wanted to start off talking about bullying. You know, I thought bullying was only like a westernized trend, you know, European even in Latin America, there's a lot of bullying, and also over here in America, there's a lot of bullying. 
I would have never thought over in Japan specifically there would be any bullying. Yeah, you know, you would think that, you know, a company, a country, excuse me, a country like Japan with all the honor and the respect and, you know, how they treat each other and how they treat us coming from America that you wouldn't see or you wouldn't hear about, um, you know, that this occurring in in, in this country. Um, but actually, it's a common occurrence here. Um and it's really, 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 really rough here for some of the kids in their childhood before they get to adulthood. Um, they go through a lot of bullying at school. And it's a serious social problem here. Uh, you know. Really? And Can you say yeah. more about that? Well, yeah, sometimes uh, it escalates to a point where you know, some of the kids commit suicide. And... Uh, um, it's a lot of pressure here um, for kids to um, grow up and respect each other. And a lot of, if you're not from, if you're not perfect, I think they put too much pressure on them being the perfect citizen or the perfect person, you know. Um, some of the kids can't handle it. They can't handle not being pretty, not having the right look, not having the right clothes, not having the right home structure. Being teased about their, their, you know, their look or their their attitude or their disabilities, and so a lot of kids, uh, if you're not, uh, if you don't fit in, the kids uh, discriminate against you. Well, you know, it's so funny, Jay, because where there is a difference in Japanese society and 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 Asian society overall, there's a lot of pressure put on kids in general for their education. All right, that is whether they are poor or wealthy or middle class. There's a lot of pressure on that, and to be perfect, and to be well-behaved, and to listen to their parents. And actually in Japanese and Chinese society, it's more of a pressure for you to not let your parents down than it is, I would think, over here. Um, But what is very interesting, something you said, the committing of suicide, which this, this is really important because it goes to show you, we have our kids that commit suicide from bullying here. And it goes to show you where... There's, there's pressure on kids here, there's pressure on kids there in different ways. But what we see is that human beings are human beings regardless of culture. And that, or just on that point alone of the committing of suicide, many kids commit suicide here when they're not accepted into mainstream with their other, you know, other kids their age. Sometimes the parents don't even know it they're afraid that they're going to let their parents down here as well. This is very, very interesting. What do you think about that, Jay? Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it's uh, very interesting about um, I would say it's a little different here. Uh, most of the bull- bullying here, um, Gail, is male to male. A lot of the, the, the girls, since they're, they don't get as bullied, they don't have too many incidents with girls because they're kind of well, I don't want to say. Well, I have to tell the truth. Women here have a lot of work ahead of them. Um, the men are, the men in Japan are kings, and they. What I see is uh, some of the men are above uh, above people. Um, I will. I was on a train. And I noticed all the men sit down on the train. And the older women and the girls 
have to stand up. Oh, that's not too much different here. <laughs> well, when I was when I when I offered my seat to a <laughs> when I offered my seat to an older woman, I got a look of strange vibe of like, what are you doing? You know, you you supposed you're the male figure. You're supposed to be able to sit down and or when I open the door, the women open the door for me. It's kind of kind of strange, you know. Well, you know what, Jay? You know, I feel like I'm the woman. <laughs> well, well, that's great, but you know what? At least you can say you were a king for a minute. Yeah, but, but you know, I, 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 we are even. We we are you know, women and men are even. We're not better than women, and I just I'm, I, I, my mom raised me. We're all even. You know, I, you know. It's, no, no, I told it's you. A but now, but here's here's the other thing too, Jay. I mean, one of the things that's really important, and I, and I think for our audience to know it as well, you know, I got friends who are based in Japan, and uh, there's one with a young lady whose uh, child is American as well as Japanese, okay, and she is and she is Japanese, and um, what's very very interesting is she shares with me often how hard it is for young girls. Young girls do have bullying there, she explained to me. And it's but it's just not as widely publicized as it would be with the boys. So it's quite interesting what you're sharing because they they do see it as amongst girls as well. Um what I also know that's interesting is even if girls have um amazing education over there, it is a situation where men are still, they may end up, you know, they could have a PhD and end up still providing a cup of coffee for their bosses and relegated to that. So it, it is a very interesting way in which they grow up. Um, but in general, I think there's a lot of pressure put on students there in general from what from the knowledge yeah. that I have and, and, and to succeed educationally-wise and otherwise. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, it is. Uh, a lot of the, 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 the kids are ridiculed, humili- humiliated, and beaten. Um, uh, really? They're forced to, yeah, they're forced to climb trees and sing songs while the, you know most of the classmates witness the humi- humiliation that's being done to them. And so just this being done over and over and over again, these young boys, they, they end up committing suicide because they're being made – uh, into second-class citizens and being embarrassed in front of their friends, and they they lose their self-esteem. We must now, do this, something this, about it. Is, is this based on the teachers over there, you know, doing that, or what is this based on? I don't think it's based on the teachers. I think that they have a a certain profile that all the kids are raised that this is how things are supposed to. And if somebody is a outsider or doesn't have protection, or uh, is a transfer student who's not doesn't have uh, the security of friends or a group to protect them, uh, that student falls into a victim role uh, before they're integrated in in, the, in their new community. Um, or they won't let you integrate in the community because you're an outsider and people you're weak. The weak must be removed or ridiculed or humiliated, and so therefore the group of kids, uh, they start all this uh, humiliation stuff, and that's basically what what happens. Uh, it's very hard to move from one neighborhood to another neighborhood when you don't have the 
you don't you don't have, you you're not part of the club, I would say. Interesting. Quite interesting. Quite interesting. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, that also happens in India as well, Jay, as well as it happens mm-hmm. in China as well. It really is a different uh and, and if you think about it it's in America as well, it's a lot more subtle. But if you're in a neighborhood that's gone through gentrification, that neighborhood generally doesn't want the people that were living there prior that might be, you know, on a lesser income status. So right. those are some of the, you know, so we don't like to admit that in America, but actually it, gentrification goes on here too. It really right. does happen. Right. You know, that, that is something for all of us to look at. It affects us anywhere you go. If you're in um, if you're in India, they call you the people of the slums, which might be considered right. middle class here. So it, it it's so interesting that it affects anyone anywhere. You know, um, what would you say how it is in terms of the way you see it that little girls, even as little girls, they're raised to be Secondary, or and I shouldn't say that, but they're they're raised to understand that boys are first. Would you say that's even from the time that kids are playing together at two, three, and four? Yeah, I think the little girls have a lot of pressure because they have to fall into a certain social um, concept and a certain look. I noticed that um, a lot of the girls who are overweight are being discriminated because they are not okay. the petite the petite size of what the Japanese men like. So if you're not so thin, I mean, you know, I'm used to Americans, and I know they say we eat a lot and stuff, but everything's so proportionate here where they don't eat full meals and they don't want to get fat. And, I mean, you see sumo wrestlers and you see all these other people, but you rarely see um, – uh, women who are big boned or because they're so petite and small, and I think the ideal uh, Japanese woman is petite and really skinny, and uh, yeah, and that's how I look at it. You know, um, I guess you have to be a certain size. If you're not a certain size, then you're considered ugly. Wow! Wow! Uh, um, so it's really sad yeah. because there's some beautiful, beautiful. Um, uh, big boned women here, and uh, just beautiful, and all sizes, just beautiful women, and they don't fit in with the other ones because uh, it's kind of the wannabes and the not wannabes. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you, you know, I guess this is all over the world and different cultures. That's quite interesting. Well, you know, one of the things, like like you said. Hello? Yeah, I'm, yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. Yeah, like, yeah, like you said, it's uh, uh, every 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 country has its pros and cons. Um, I'm really sad because a lot of beautiful women here feel that they're not beautiful. It reminds me of uh, a song uh, TLC came uh, so unpretty, and um, you can get your hair done, you can do this, you can do this, but it's in your soul, it's in your heart. You're beautiful because you're a beautiful person. 
And that well, song actually is a big song there. I, a lot of these women, the little teenagers, identify with that in Japan, that, that one song, because they feel very hurt and abused. And um, I can understand why that song did good over here, um, because uh, they do. They, 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 they uh, stereotype uh, the big girls and, uh, and laugh at them and uh, make fun of them and call them unpretty. It's not just the little kids. I mean, even the grown people and the adults, there's a large suicide problem here. And if I could do anything in my power to help talk to some of these people, that you know, life is more important to stay alive, you know, um, the pressures of being to fit into the Japanese culture and society, the adults, they commit suicide. The kids commit suicide. It's very, it's very, very sad. Um, some of the things I've heard, uh, and some of the things that people do to each other well, to make well, them Japan feel does have possible. one of the highest, highest suicide rates there is. Um, and, yes. and so, and so, so does China and any country where they're expected to live up to high expectations. You know, you know, and I think there's a little bit actually that we can learn from both sides. I think, you know, as we had some uh, shows back when a young lady by the name of Zaria was on, and she talked about how she knows her parents have um, expectations of her as a student, but she also knows that it's expectations for her just to do her best in whatever she chooses. Sometimes in other societies, it's to do your best not in what you choose, but what people choose for you, okay? And I think there's something to be said about both being integrated as one. It doesn't have to be that once, you know, that you have to be at the, I don't know what the word is, but you have to be at the behest of another person. While on the other side, I think there's something to be said to holding someone, holding children to account for their own, own endeavors while still letting them be children. There, there is something right. to be said about that. Um, I also remember something else Zari had said that I thought was very important. We asked her about popularity, and she said, in lieu of what her parents have taught her, she doesn't worry about popularity because she's comfortable in her own, you know, within herself. So that was very, very powerful because even in this country, you don't often hear that. You know what I mean? It's it's really, you know, it takes a set of parents who are strong. executives or whatever, but when I say tough, that they can be themselves. And their fathers are modern in that way of thinking. So Japan is, is changing, but from my understanding, it's a slow change, you know. Um, and at the same time, they want to be westernized, but they want to make sure that they take, they don't take everything that's western, but they take, I think they want to take some of the freedom that we offer as every as a way of life and integrate that more into their culture. So, you know, those those are my thoughts on it. So, Jake, shall we go on to the next one, or do you have anything else you'd like to add to that? 
Lynn. I think we have to bring Mr. Logan back on. Hello, Jay. Hello. <laughs> I think we happen to lose you, Jay, but um, I don't know if you got a chance to hear the last uh, piece that I said, and that was that Japanese um, fathers, there are some Japanese fathers that are modern thinking, that allow their daughters to be who they are. I know some of them. I know some of those daughters, and um, it's, it's, it's amazing, but Japan, I think, would love to integrate their, some of the Western culture in the way of thinking, and the, well, not the way of thinking, the freedom, while maintaining their culture. I think they want to look for ways to integrate, which is why they have people like yourself and others coming over, you know, to learn from, whether it's from the music side, technology side, or just everyday interaction. So is there anything that right. you have to say to that before we go on to our next subject? They're, they're, that is so true. I met a family like that, Gil, and they're the most wonderful family. I, I, they, they come and they come and see me, and we talk. And they, they, their daughters are beautiful. Um, they had one daughter that went to school in America and graduated. And there are some great Japanese fathers. They are they, they're here, and um, they, they they take care of their family, do everything they're supposed to do. And these daughters that this this particular family has. They make me so happy. They're the most beautiful daughters you could ever have. So there's 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 definitely hope over here. And if this if this new regime of fathers will take a stand and, and, and add some of the Western culture and keep the traditional culture also because that's important, they're going to be fine. And it's it, it, it's it's beautiful. This family is so beautiful. So you are correct. I, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's not all bad. It's some great fathers over here that really really take care of business. That's great. You know, and I wanted to go on to the next thing um, because we, we're running out of time. We we got so much into the conversation about Japan, um, about new direction. And, you know, you and I were just having this conversation. They're asking people, to, their fans, to, One Direction, excuse me, they're asking their fans to help them literally write a um, the next song. Right. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, my head immediately goes to what everyone thinks about publishing. And just so for all of you who, you know, doesn't understand publishing, real 10-second thing is when you write a song, the songwriter gets what they say 200%. Well, they get 100% of the publishing or, as they say, 50-50 with the publishing company. And the issue is here, guys, is, you know, Jay, I mean, come on, we're both here in the industry, is other people are helping them to write the songs, so I guess the whole world would get the publishing. Is that the way it goes? Um, well, you know, uh, that's, how, that's how it should go, but um, <laughs> it, 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 this is supposed to be, the song is called The Best Song Ever. So I'm wondering how that's going to work. How would you finish The Best Song Ever? I mean, um, the publishing would have to be split somehow for whoever – writes the song or whoever lyrics that they end up choosing. Maybe they're just going to use one person's idea and pick from one person. Um, but if they do use uh, millions and millions of people's words, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. You know, they're not going to make that much money. And uh, I'm wondering how many different performance organizations are going to divide the publishing up. Like, you know, you got BMI here, you got somebody's part of ASCAP. 
son's part of Jake's action, Mike's part of C-Tech. I mean, how's that going to work? <laughs> so, so it's kind of hilarious because um, I mean, who would want to who would want to be the accountant for that song? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you know, it's 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 just quite interesting. You know, I mean, it's it, it's 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 hilarious. You know, really, it is. Right. Um, uh, uh, you know. Well, you know, honestly, I think it would have been better. I know they're trying to get everybody involved, but wouldn't it have been better if they just said, somebody, some of our fans, one of you fans send us a song, uh, you know, submit a song to us, and we'll just pick the best song. <laughs> yes, but the only problem about that is we run into the same things. I think this is going to be similar to Radiohead, when it was like Radiohead did that one-time thing, many others have tried to do it. But have not been successful. They did that one time thing where they actually had people pay any amount of money they wanted for the album. Okay? And they were very successful. So, you know, it's, uh, I tell you, it's, everyone is trying something new, all right? And this has been done before. But, you know, let's see how it goes. Because I know everyone, this is one of the most popular groups right now out there, if not the popular group. And so let's see what happens. You know, the kids are going crazy. You know, I'm looking at two of the members now. They are kind of cute. You know, if I was, uh, well, you know, I'm only three years older than 18. So, you know, if I was that age, I'd, I'd go for them too, you know? Right. So, Jay, right. I, you know, we're, we've run out of time, and we're going to definitely – uh, chronicle on our website that's coming out. I'm so excited about the things that are coming up. We've been saying this, I know, folks, for a year, but it is happening. And, um, you know, Jay is calling in from Japan, so we want to thank Jay as well because it's 3 a.m. in the morning. So if he sounds a little not like the Jay you're used to, he will be next week, but it is 3 a.m. in the morning, folks, and he's taking his time out to be with us today. So, you know, without further ado, it's the Listen, Give, soundbites for you today, and we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming as of next week. Jay, thank you for being on as usual. I can't wait till next week. I have a lot more to share with you, Gail. I know you do. and I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm, really, I'm really so excited because, you know, I'm going to Japan um, either the end of this year or next year, and it's a place I'm really looking forward to. Jay, one thing we do want to ask you, you know, we have a heat wave that's here and also in Europe. Is there a heat wave going on in Japan as well? Oh my goodness! It's so it's so much it's so hot here. You know, it's it's really, uh, it's, it's you know, you just run to the air conditioner wherever you can find it, and uh, just come out at night. Yes, it is. It's, it, and all the natives tell me it's been hotter here than usual. You know, I think something is going on. I think something is. I think this is global warming around the world. Um, just to let our audience members know, Jay and I are connected with so many people around the world on business level, and and helping youth globally. So we get to talk to so many people, and Jay, I was talking to someone in England today who said it's just hotter than it's ever been in their lifetime in England. So it's really concerning. But we will definitely go into these other things next week, and as usual, Jay, it's been a blast. So we'd like also to everyone to know that Jay's group, Patent Leather, is also performing and touring out in Japan 
and we're going to play one of their other songs. We always start off the beginning of our show with Treasure, which is a beautiful song, and it speaks about each person being a treasure. More love, though, I will say. And we're going to go into I Want Your Number. So for those guys and girls who want each other's number, let's play it out. Are you ready, James? You have a good day. Thanks, I'm ready to go. (laughs) 